What do you do when you see a problem that needs to be resolved or really gets your blood boiling, yet that problem is not related to someone that reports directly to you? How you deal with this issue directly impacts your ability to lead lightly, to make your job easier. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Hi, this is Kurt Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Hey folks, I am excited to be here today. Yes, I'm still camping, spending time with my family. Uh, as much as I'm doing Leading Lightly, I have to say this first year of this job has been extremely challenging, and this is my very first break, uh, first extended break, more than a long weekend or a four-day weekend. Um, so I am really enjoying my time with my family. However, I'm also enjoying kind of clearing my head with some of the ideas that I've been logging as I've tackled different issues in my first year in this CEO role. So that brings me to one of the most important lessons of my life in leadership and my ability to lead lightly. And that is, how do you deal with issues that you see that don't directly report to you? Again, like the previous uh, podcast episode, it was which is talking about how you got to be very careful on how you address a problem and how that problem is identifying the problem is the easy part. It's actually systemically creating a solution that's going to take you a lot more effort. In this case, identifying the problem, again, is easy. But this gets quite a bit more difficult in how you resolve the issue if you want to lead lightly. You have to be incredibly careful once you see the issue on how you resolve it, especially if that individual reports to someone under you. In my previous role, I, I had about four or five layers deep at one point, 25 direct reports, 140, 130 full-time staff, and then and then nearly a thousand other staff that were over a thousand other staff that were reporting to them. So when I would walk around, which I did a lot, I called it incognito mode. I'd get into my bike shorts because I – or not my bike, my bike attire. I never just wore my any bike tights. I always had shorts over them. But um, I'd get into my biking gear, and then I'd walk all over uh, the block that the faculty that I was the senior director of and just start talking to people and learn all these things. And the first few times I saw somebody do something very wrong, I stepped in. And it was the biggest mistake I ever made because what it did was I overruled my direct reports. And in some cases, I overruled their their direct reports. So I was stepping in two, three layers down below me dealing with issues that were two direct reports away from me or two levels of direct reports away. Um, and, and what that did was it, it deteriorated their authority. And by deteriorating their authority, it just made me have to do more work. 
Now, I'm not opposed to work at all. Although the goal of this is leading lightly, I like my job. I like to work. However, I am not good at everything. And whenever I stepped over somebody else's authority, I was taking the lead on stuff that I had personally hired other people to do, or there were other people in those roles that had more experience and could do it. And my simplest analogy, and I always go back to the same one, is when you're in leadership, you are the conductor. You do not play the tuba. You don't play the drums. You don't play all these instruments. But you're the one that knows how to make them all play well together. You're able to push that tuba player to change how he maybe tune up the how he plays so that he gets his notes more on key or more in line with the rest of the orchestra. That is your job as a leader. It's not to step in and play the tuba. It's not to step in and play the drums. When I started, I thought that was my job. I read all this stuff about leadership and everything's about, you know, stepping in and taking charge and being the leader. Well, that is actually the wrong answer for most of the situations. Yes, you can do it when you have two staff. You can do it maybe when you have three. But I would recommend you you learn not to do that when you have your very first staff working for you. It, it makes a huge difference on so many levels. First of all, if you want to be you want to be fascinated about the tuna, tuba player, but you do not want to be the one spending the hours and hours and hours refining the way you play the tuba. Just because you're the leader does not mean that you're the best person at that instrument. And again, I'm using an orchestra, but I'm talking about in leadership, every single person plays a different instrument. And the bigger the team, the more you have to learn how they play together not how to play each instrument. When I started in leadership, all I had to learn, I was 14 years old trying to get kids to set a tables. We had 10 different or well, about 100 different places to set. And I couldn't get my eight camp kids to set the tables as their chores. That was my task. They needed to set the tables and I failed. So then I set the tables. That's not much different than if you fail in senior leadership and now you have to play the different instruments that you hired for. It's not your job. And if that person, I keep picking on the tuba, I just think tuba is awesome because it's so huge. But um, if you were the person that had to uh, bring on a tuba player and they're not that good at playing the tuba and you try and give them advice, they don't go home and practice. You just keep pushing them and they don't pick it up. It doesn't matter. It's not going to solve the problem. So your job is to teach them how to do it. And then the hardest part of your job is if they can't do it, to let them go, to cut and move forward. Maybe you'll find a better instrument for them to play. Maybe you'll realize they don't belong on your orchestra. Both of those are hard changes. For me, the hardest one is when they don't belong and you know it and the rest of your team knows it because they're all trying to play and this person is just constantly out of tune and out of timing. That is so hard to deal with and I've had to deal with it on numerous occasions no matter which organization. I've always had to do this. Uh, but 
Your job is to make sure that they know how to play that instrument. So here's the other thing. It's not all about you picking up the tuba and playing it either. If they're not good at the tuba and somebody around them really cares and maybe used to play the tuba or just wants to make sure the organization succeeds, they'll run over and pick up that instrument and start playing it for you. And this also happens in organizations. And your job is to stop that so that you can see who's actually playing the instruments right and who's playing it wrong. So as much as you might really appreciate that that person's also a good tuba player, it doesn't matter. Your job is to make it clear that this needs to change and set up the staff so that they understand that this change has to happen and not to let other people try and fill in all those gaps. In large organizations, when I wanted to get things done, I always found the most busy person. That was easy because I always knew the busiest person would be the one running around playing all the instruments. And maybe they might not get the best work done all the time, but they were always working. So when you're thinking through this in your leadership, you have to realize it doesn't just affect you. You are not the only one that's going to pick up the tuba. You're really caring staff that are trying to do their very best are going to try and do it too. And your job is to stop them from doing it so that you can properly assess your orchestra and get your team working perfectly in time, playing their own instruments, not everyone else's, and owning their work. And the best part about this is if you get somebody and they are masterful and you work them up to masterful at the level that you need for them, again, not everyone needs to be masterful at everything and they don't all need to be high level. Uh, but if you find people that are really good at what they do and you let them own it and you say, this is your tuba, you own this tuba, I trust you which are super powerful words to give to somebody, they will grab it and do things that you will never have thought of on your own with the time that you have in your senior leadership. So go out there, make sure that they have their opportunity to give, to try. Do your very best to, to give them all those opportunities. Move them to a different instrument if it doesn't work. Move them out of the orchestra if it doesn't work. But, and, and make sure that you protect yourself and your staff from picking up that instrument and trying their very best. By doing this, your job will get an awful lot easier. And remember, leadership is not about carrying everything. It's about helping everyone do their very best. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.